0: Co-worker of yours
3: DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. How you feeling, boys and girls? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. It's a Wednesday, baby DA day. It's Thursday. It's a Thursday, baby DA day. on CBS Sports Radio. It's Mraz and bogish and if you've been somebody tweeting at DA for the last three days, begging him to come back because you're sick of us, well, guess what? You heard from him last hour, and you got us for the next week and a half, because DA is a dad! Booskies! Booskies. He announced it, if you want to go back and hear his announcement, 8.20 a.m. Eastern on the Odyssey Rewind app. I'm sure Patty Boyle, who is hard at work on a very crafty script for Canadian Bacon, will include it in the best of the DA show, yes. DA, uh, a nice secret he had kept from you guys, the audience, and thought it would be fun in typical DA fashion. A big look at me move to announce <laughs> it the way he looked, announced it. Baby AJ has entered the world. DA, baby boy. And how about him stepping up his game here? I, as far as I
2: know, he hasn't paid you his beer debt from the original Brew Haha from two years ago. And then he lost again this past bowl season and got hammered. And it was me like cases and cases of beer. Instead of yeah. just ignoring the debt. He had a kid to, I think, change his life, and now if he doesn't bring the beers to the Bob's Bar Show and goes, I'm sorry, I'm a new dad, I got to accept
3: that while I stay thirsty. Yes, yes. Uh, also, it's probably too late for Billy Jocalone to play a breaking news sounder, but I have breaking news. I have breaking news. Do you have anything, Billy, a CB- No, he doesn't.
2: Dun, 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 dun.
3: This is a special report from CBS News. I've gotten confirmation. We would also like to welcome into the world Carrie Fiona Bellotti, what? born at 6:46 a.m. this morning on a thirsty Thursday. Here's a wow. bulletin
1: from CBS News.
3: Pete the Body has now had a baby girl today. Something else the audience did not know: what is two going on? DA Oofy. show babies. Pete the Body did not have a day to burn today. He had to take off immediately because his wife had gone to the hospital overnight. And Pete, already with a son named Timmy, now has a daughter, Kerry Fiona Bellati, a healthy eight Boogie. pounds, two ounces, twenty-one inches, born this morning in the third segment of the show, May twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-three. Congrats, mom and baby are doing well. To Pete the Body and his wife Bridget. Two DA Show babies, babies. Two babies born here. Unbelievable. Two
4: babies in the span of a day and a half. What's going two on? Two
3: babies. Yes, I should note that today is not AJ's birthday. He was born two days ago. Yes, I a baby. be a dad yeah. now. So
4: for scoring from
3: home,
2: DA made us wait to say he was having a baby, then wait to say he had a baby. Pete, meanwhile, is coming back to work tomorrow and <laughs> within a, no, an, a, an hour of the baby being yeah.
3: born, we
2: can tell you on the
3: radio that, yeah. that she's here. And I did confirm. So Pete texted us during the break uh, a picture of the baby. She looks beautiful, of course. Uh, with the Doesn't whole,
2: look like Pete. First immediate win.
3: Carrie Fiona is her name. Beautiful name. Irish as you would expect. Um, and born this morning, third, so when I was making jokes on the first hour of the show about it, Pete's got to be listening. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He was sitting there, you know, basically calling Omaha at the line of scrimmage, ready what? to catch a baby and, and he caught a baby.
2: And there's a third unnamed person that in, on our floor that is maybe had the baby or is uh, it's pending. Like this is yes. wild times around here. Yes. It's actually, there's more people not having kids than and having kids. It's not, you know it's what? not good.
3: I was going to keep the secret for a month, but I might as well say something. Yeah. I'm not having a baby. Oh, thank God. I'm not having a baby. The world does not need me having another baby.
2: Thank goodness. The world does not. Danielle doesn't need it. No, no. But Boyle, just quick aside between you and I, I'd spread the seed further away from business. Like, the fact that Pete and DA, and there's questions and rumors, I just take it outside. Now, the question is. Outside the company. Today, Pat Boyle also could have had a baby we wouldn't know and he wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Actually, no. He's been here for the last eight hours. To last night was not a problem for exactly, exactly. What do you mean, take it outside the company, though? I was suggesting at least one of these children was yours and not DA's
3: or Pete's. What? Well, Never what? mind. 855 Let's do <laughs> sports minute. before we get ourselves in trouble here. <laughs> All right. So Whoa. there you have it. You're not going to see DA and Pete for a little bit here. Who knows when Pete's coming back? Both new fathers. Pete, a two-time offender. The first time. (laughs) All right. Now, tonight, more important business. Celtics and the Heat. By the way, if the Celtics come back from 3-0 down, and we have to live and suffer through the Boston sports scene, getting two of these. Blame these two bozos for having kids the moment the Heat were up 3-0. Okay? Blame them. Disaster time for us. But that being said, for t- you, why you want the city of Boston to have this happen? I mean, it would
2: not be disaster time for me because I'm not the Yankee. I didn't live through that. I didn't suffer the first one. I, I, I would prefer a different city to have this history, but it's not a disaster time for me. And I got my my boy Brad Stevens gets back to the finals, and my boy Kaplan's
3: happy about it. I'm all in. Yeah, all uh, good for you. I think it sucks, Thanks. but anyway. Tonight, I think, is about two superstars and and the paths in their career and the way we look at them. And I, I asked Geldseiler this last hour. Jason Tatum is only 25 years old. And I agree with his answer. Jason Tatum, in theory, I mean, we're talking about another 10 years of potential prime basketball. He, I mean, he's an unbelievable talent. And perhaps because of the Boston trade that I've joked around about for so long, that Garnett Pierce trade, you know, the picks come in and Tatum being the best of what they accumulated, even though that was part of another trade back. But whatever. That was still essentially as a part of their deal is them getting Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, I think, is very clear he's a notch below Tatum in terms of stardom. The fact that the Celtics keep knocking on that door and not breaking through, I think makes people feel like Tatum is older yeah. than he is. Right. Which I totally get. He's 25, still has all this basketball in front of him. But this series, it became paramount. Now, granted, he did not play in the fourth quarter of Game 3, which I still don't understand even down 30, down 3 I feel like you should try a little bit in the fourth quarter. He didn't. He did not make a field goal in Games 1 and 2. And generally speaking, in the NBA, the way the game is structured, you know, your best players need to rise to the occasion and be the ones hitting your big shots late. I mean, I think back to even that Round 1 series that was a lot of fun. How many times did you see Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell? And now what seems like an irrelevant series going... You know, shot for shot there in these games. Yeah, Tatum just wasn't doing that in this Miami series. So he has a big game four. He comes back. I asked this question about Gelside with the Tatum legacy because some people are expecting maybe he's just a 1B, and that probably is unfair. But at some point, 25 is going to become 26. It's going to become 27. It's gonna be 20. This will be part of Tatum's resume that this year the East cleared out and he lost to an eight seed in perhaps five games. We'll see. Yeah. And for the bulk of that series, he was a non-factor in the fourth quarter. Like, this is a major blemish on his resume. I don't think that his legacy is written or set or anything, but this will affect it and it will be more of a building block for him to come back with. Though I believe Jimmy Butler's legacy is more on the line. here. And not that I expect him to beat the Denver Nuggets in the finals. Jimmy Butler has been a dog, as they say. Mm. A dog. As you watch that ankle turn. Just dog. A dog. Yeah, poor Gabe Vincent. So why he, I don't jump. He's had a couple phases in his career. It's almost weird to think of him with the 76ers. How could a team with, with Jimmy Butler, obviously we know what Ben Simmons was, but with Joe Allenby, how did that team not go further in the playoffs? He had the Little Timberwolves era, and he had the Bulls era. Derek Rose gets hurt. He goes to a finals and loses to the Lakers. If Jimmy Butler is to finish his career ringless, I don't think anybody would bat an eye. But Jimmy Butler also cannot be the star player on the first team ever. To blow a 3-0 series lead. Or, very unfair to him, he will be remembered. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he was the star of the Heat team. That The only team to blow the 3-0 series lead. Which, by the way, don't tell me that that doesn't matter. Because we always bring up the 4 Red Sox. The Yankees had Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, all these guys. And they're always remembered for the World Series day one. Alex Rodriguez won a World Series with the Yankees in 09. He's obviously remembered for all the steroid problems and everything. But Yankee fans, and I think a lot of baseball, view A-Rod as the face of a team that blew a 3-0 series lead. Jimmy Butler will be viewed as that if they blow the series. See, I disagree. You said don't tell
2: me that you're wrong. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. Because Jimmy Butler lives in a place where, and it's the reason why everybody got all geeked up from one Celtics good second half to jumping to... We're getting game six. We're getting game seven. They're winning this thing. It's because people believe Boston's better. The Heat shouldn't be up 3-0. If this was flipped, if it was 3-0 Boston, and Tatum had been playing greatly, we'd be having fun the last 36 hours saying, gentlemen sweep, they let him get one in Miami, going back to Boston to close out. But then if Tatum had blown a 3-0 lead from the superior position in the series, then that's absolutely on him. The story here is that Jimmy Butler somehow got Miami up 3-0 on the Celtics. I agree. That's so, the story now. But it's not. I don't think it will be held against him if they lose
3: this because they shouldn't have been in this position in, in multiple minds to begin with. I disagree. Look, it's again, the record is 150 Once you go up 3-0, you cannot lose this series. Jimmy Butler has to will this team the one more victory. And if he does not, again, I am admitting it will be completely unfair because of everything you've said. If he does not, Jimmy Butler will be the face of the only franchise and team in NBA history to blow a 3-0 lead. And if he never finishes winning a ring ever, for as good as Jimmy Butler was, there will be plenty of arguments of people defending him. People will always mention the 3 It will always be mentioned and attached to him.
2: It'll be mentioned, but he's not A-Rod. He's not a villain. A-Rod, people want the negativity on A-Rod. They gleefully point out all the shortcomings. I also assume that Jimmy Butler is not going to have... The basketball version of
3: Arod slapping arms at first base to knock balls out of out of gloves. Well, but him standing over Robert Williams now will look corny in in retrospect. Oof, that, that moment's gonna flip now to being a negative for Jimmy Butler. And if you blow a 3 0 seriously, anything that happened, that cocky arrogance looks like a nah, laughing stock later on.
2: I think Butler has almost the perfect scenario as being the leader of these underdog teams where he gets all of the love, and it's 99% of it is deserved. I mean, I wish I could have the skills and the attitude and the confidence that he has. Him walking off the floor after Game 2 in Boston, just talking smack about the Celtics, about the city, about the doubters. I can't imagine having that kind of confidence and the ability to back it up and make it even reality. But people don't need him to win titles so therefore, they don't. They're not going to hold it against him if he doesn't win titles. He has this. He's in this little area where he's not, that's a not locked on. But but this is what I'm saying. That he's an elite, Hall of Fame, all time player where you've got to win something. He's he's the leader of this underdog story
3: that's going to be loved almost no matter how it ends. Maybe Miami will love him, however it ends. That's a different city and a different kind of passion for a fan base. But in the NBA where we care so much about legacies and everything else, we could, I don't think we will, we could see something that's never happened in terms of a choke collapse in the history of the league, and they don't get a pass because they're an underdog story. They don't. Jimmy Butler has to get this team across the finish line one more time. Do you? It's happened in hockey, right? The a couple times. Do yeah. you
2: know anything about any of those? Can you give can you give me Come on. one? You know that's not the same. But that's but this is my point. The Kings did it. My point is, is that the baseball one, because it's baseball over hockey, but also because it's Red Sox Yankees. If the if there was a random ALCS ah. that was like Dude,
3: the Celtics are involved here. This is a big one. I un-
2: right. But if the Celtics blew it, it would be about the Celtics blowing it and it would be crushing to Tatum. The Celtics coming back from this will be about the Celtics, and theoretically it'll be about Tatum you mean to tell carrying me, come through
3: four straight wins. A star-driven league, the second most popular league in this country, you don't think that deep down— it, And now, look, we have to see how the games unfold. Jimmy Butler could have a couple bad turnovers that are sure, part of this. But and he all also that.
2: played almost as well as Tatum in the second half. Now, you want to tell me Jimmy matter.
3: Butler scores 45 points the next three nights and they lose all three games? Okay, maybe. My point is somebody will always point and say he didn't do enough in one of these games if they blow this. League.
2: See and I and I think that it's hard pressed to say that Jimmy Butler didn't do enough after they beat the Bucks. They got to the conference final. They were up 3-0 on Boston. I understand the history of being in that spot. It's no longer house money. You're up 3-0, you got to win got to win a fourth. You do, but if the second if the Celtics do this, it's going to require something magical from Tatum and Or Jalen Brown, which will be talked about first. The Celtics doing it will be talked about in general, and all of the reasons why we can't believe the Heat beat the Bucks and how they got to the finals, the, the conference finals. All of those like that that we're still not picking them. All of those reasons will come back up to be to and be used to pseudo defend Jimmy Butler. They didn't have Tyler Hero, of course. Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin couldn't close the deal. Where'd Bam Adebayo go? And yeah, you
3: know what? The Celtics uh, were just better. You may not do it. People will do it. Okay. People will come, people Ray. People might
2: do it, but I don't think people it'll be the predominant conversation.
3: Do you get that movie reference? No, I wasn't even listening to it. People will come, Ray. People will most certainly come. That's great, but ten, question, but,
2: but are 10 people coming or a million people coming?
3: A million. Okay. You saw that line of yeah. cars. hmm By the way, did you see the Adriana tweet yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah, baby. No. Yeah, baby. She was part of a few, but I'll give Adriana the pop because she's always so loyal as a listener. Uh, as now I scroll, 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 scroll. Baby, when not you go? Oh, scroll, scroll. Baby, why don't you scroll, scroll? And now I think I lost the tweet, tweet. That's scroll, 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 She basically tweeted something to the effect of, how could you guys not get the night at the Roxbury reference yesterday? And I was like, oh, we're trying Oh, yeah, where is Greg? We need to go to the court of Caserta on this. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to take the heat, but I got a couple of things I want to run by Greg since he's on your side at the moment with this. Okay, Bouncing Baby Boy now tweets in again. Well, I suppose a in line for the body too. Congrats to him and his family. What a crazy day. Kristen and Buffalo. Now, wait a minute. A second congrats in Booski to add Pete the body this thirsty Thursday. There's going to need to be a D-Alien DA daycare in the mothership. Yes. If You were just tuning in uh, an hour ago. We got the announcement. D-A is giving Bert. Well, no. The Bourbon Bell has given birth to DA's <laughs> child, we think, not Coach O's, AJ Amendolara, And during the show today, Pete the Body's wife, Bridget, has given birth to young Kerry Bellotti. Two DA show babies. Remember at 8 a.m. when I sung, It's going to be a mediocre day? I was wrong. It's going to be a great yeah. day. It's going to be a great and day. I mean, you're lying because we yeah. we
2: knew at least about AJ
3: Amendelara. And so it couldn't have been a mediocre day. But how about that? We really kept a good secret. The listeners had no idea what was going on. I'm really proud of ourselves for that.
2: I can't believe that we somehow didn't make a mistake keeping two baby secrets. Yes, exactly. But and then kept
3: the DA actual baby he yeah. secret for the last two and a half shows. And look, let's be honest too. We'll we'll pull you back behind the curtain before we get the Canadian bacon. There was a moment this morning as we're all gathered around before we stuffed marshmallows on our face on the After Hours program where Jack Stern's out there filling in for Billy. Billy's filling in for Pete on this last minute deal. And we were playing the Iron Eagle thing because that's how we were going to set up DA announcing that a baby was here. His baby was here. And Jack Stern had a lot of questions. And there was... Like, how our babies made? No, just... Oh. I didn't know he was having a baby. He didn't tell me he was having a baby. I didn't see a stork. And I had to basically reach, do not tweet at him, do not say anything. And yeah. I actually thought there was a good chance for two hours that Jack Stern might have ruined the baby reveal. And he didn't. So I got to give him credit. He did not. That would have been an all-timer.
2: But I had that same conversation with other people who knew generally what was going on. And then, like, whoa, where's DA? I had to remind them that it's a complete secret. So don't on your show accidentally say
3: it or tweet about it. Like, it's just, it's And me and Bogus can assure you we are not having babies. It's just them two. Kaplan, we can't be assured because he could tell us the day before. So That could be why he's out next week. Oh, man. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. We don't know. Wow. All right, when we come back, Canadian Bacon, I can tell you, it's a little bit of a risque script. There had to be some editing. I even had to step in. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: worker of yours
1: how powerful is Cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get Cox internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games.
0: Guys, we're having a good time.
1: Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's
4: a hunky, you know.
1: The nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs.
4: That's a hockey, you know, it's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad?
1: He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon.
3: Only on the DA Show. Oh, baby, what a scene it is. Both last night in Florida and here in the control room. Billy Jockalone has taken over the grading system of oinks. We hope that he knows it's one through five, but we could get our first ever seven oinker, and I wouldn't even blame him because Pete the Body had days to burn. By the way, Pete did just have a baby girl. So Billy Jockalone in charge of the oinks. I can tell you it has been determined here in the break tomorrow... Canadian bacon will be led by Greg Caserta to give Pat Boyle a break because he's, he's doing two jobs tomorrow. He's putting his perfect five oinks back on the line tomorrow. Meaning this is our last Boyle
4: bacon of the week. Patrick? Patrick Boyle, take it away. All right, gentlemen, this show has gone off the rails today. Last night in Sunrise, Florida, the Hurricanes were hoping that the series didn't go off the rails. Meanwhile, Panthers fans had their brooms ready. They waited until it was 3-0 instead of 2-0. Game four of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Florida Panthers trying to turn the Hurricanes into an F1 and sweep right past them. And the Cats were purring early. Anthony put his claws into this one inside the first minute as Duclair gave the Florida fans an eclair, a tasty treat rebound goal to put his team up 1-0. The Hurricanes hoped that the early storm would blow over, but the Panthers were growling for more. Midway through the first period, Sebastian Aho made an uh oh as he got called for interference, and on the man advantage, Matthew Kachuk would tuck the puck behind Freddie Anderson, who surely was having a nightmare on Elm Street. Start <laughs> the Hurricanes finally got tropical and answered minutes later, with their season on the brink. Paul Stastny did his big re- did his uh, best. Uh, 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 oh. All right, you're going to let me finish the line? (laughs) Paul Stastny did his best Rick Astley and said, Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. When he fired home a rebound off the post to cut the deficit in half. That got the Canes going as they wanted to pour some sugar on each other in the intermission. Shortly after the restart, Tevu Taravainen, the man from Helsinki, was feeling kinky. He got the puck in the slot and made the Panthers fans feel stinky when he tied the game at two. But the Panthers would resume. They would answer as Ryan Lomberg took the Hurricanes to Hamburg and put some crowd on his wrist shot to put Florida back in front 3-2. Enter the final three and a half minutes. Still three to two Panthers on the verge of a sweep. But here's your goal of the night. The Panthers were ready to lick Carolina clean. But the Hurricanes, with some flash flooding, saved their season as Jesper Foss was in another class. He found the crevasse in the Florida defense. Now it's in the corner. Comes back. McKeckern settles it down for Shea. His shot goes wide again. Chatfield will keep it in. Behind the net, it goes Martin to go for from- they score! Jesper Fast ties it at three. 322 left in the third, and the Canes are still alive. Jesper Foss called for a forecast of a comeback, and 3-3 it stood in the final seconds. Fans were getting ready to hope for an overtime ending, man, but with five seconds to go, your player of the night, his second goal of the game, punched Florida's ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. Matthew Kachuk breaks Carolina's hearts and said, maybe next year, good luck. Reinhardt in the circle, shot, and it's followed off by Anderson. Markov right circle, down to the goal like Kachuk in front of shot. He scores!
1: He scores!
4: He scores! Matthew Kachuk, a power play goal! It's 4-3 Panthers with 4.3 seconds to go in regulation time! Matthew Kachuk with nunchucks right to the soul. Of hurricane storm had been weathered. After the game, Carolina head coach Rod Brindamore sounding more delusional than Marez. That's the unfortunate part of this is you he's gonna look back and everyone's gonna say he got swept and that's not what happened. I watched the game. I, I'm there. I'm cutting the game. We're we're in the game. That we didn't get we didn't lose four games. We we got beat, but it's you know we were right there, and this could have went the other way, and this could have been four games the other way. Oof! Coach says they didn't lose four games, but the series ends after game four, so the math ain't mathin' Rod. <laughs> anyway, congrats to South Florida, <laughs> one eight seed in the Stanley Cup Finals, and tonight South Florida has a chance to get an eight seed in the NBA Finals. Title town, we'll see. And that's your Canadian bacon. All right, Billy Jock alone
3: will grade in oinks. Here we go. <laughs> 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 Four and a quarter? Four and a half. Four Four and a
2: half? Four and a half.
0: Four and a half.
3: Okay. All right. So let's discuss. I'm just going to talk about deductions before what I like. Please. Yep. You twice called them the Stanley Cup Finals. It's the Stanley Cup Final. That's a big no-no if you're a hockey fan. It's the Stanley Mm, Cup Final. Yes. Not Finals. It's the NBA Finals. It's the Stanley Cup Final. And your stumble, look, me and Bogus. To be fair, shouldn't have had our mics on. Shouldn't have had our mics on. But you definitely, you definitely did a me where you could not just move forward. But your song was great. Other than that, I thought, I thought it was excellent. The Foss stuff, the curvas. I yeah, mean, that was really good. It yeah. was really good. Forecast. And I also am going to give him four and a half because I know the uncut version of this script now, <laughs> and it had to do with rhyming with Helinski, yeah. Helsinki, Helsins, Helsinki, Helsinki, yeah. Helsinki, and Stinky might have been used in a different form. Mm. Let's just leave it at that. There the, were some Easter eggs in the script yeah. for those of us who saw the original. The version. original script would have been the first six and a half winker. Do you and have our last bacon of all time? Yes, I agree. Do you really? have the
5: script over there, the unedited version? No, I
3: don't. Oh, I'd love and to read like, it. Like we actually can't say it on the air.
2: No, I wouldn't say
5: it. I would yeah. just
3: love to see it written out. Yeah. From
2: days to burn to pages
3: to burn. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't this exist way. anymore. Pete the body is out with a baby. The baby would have hit the dump button. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> would have known right Boyle away. Boyle did one of these, I can't say that. I'm like, no, you can't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was the alarming part, if we're being honest, Boyle, is that you thought you could actually say that on the air.
4: I mean, come on.
2: Pat, just whisper not, it to me. Nobody else will
5: hear it. It's not
4: that explicit. It is yeah.
2: only explicit.
3: We're on a lot of church-going areas here. Yeah,
5: I'm trying to connect the dots. I think I know what it
3: is. Don't so let we should. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. And by the way... I'll just say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Billy, why don't you say it? I will Wait, say...
4: Jack Stern!
3: <laughs> you know what? Not a bad thought. <laughs> Anthony put his due claws into that one. That is one I've used numerous times at Anthony Duclair. And the, ask Rick Astley's song was well done. I it think was well done. Four and a half's a good spot. It is. Billy, good job grading there, man. Those are good. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. No, no problem. No problem. Caserta, K- you're a five wink club guy. What do you think?
5: I had it at four and a half. Um, you and I looked at each other when he went. It was a long way to get from Kachuk to good luck. Yeah. That was a long punchline. And I didn't think good luck was actually that good. Right. Luck. And then the other question I had. You said F one talking about the hurricane. Did you mean F five? Well, an F five is
4: the is the biggest hurricane, right? So I, yeah, I said trying to turn them into an F one, like it was. Oh, like a little, I got gotcha. so, okay. yeah. you. Okay, yeah, little ranky dink storm. So, yeah, well, I was
2: gonna say it's also it's category one, two, three, four, five for hurricanes. The F thing I think is for tornadoes. tornadoes.
3: So we're
4: a little off uh, on our weather.
2: Weather we can't study. Study. Sue yeah. me.
4: Anything you have to <laughs> say for yourself, Pat? No, other than the Astley stumble, I mean, Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup finals, I mean, go scratch.
3: And he's the first one to do a Canadian bacon four but hours no. after getting off the
4: air of hosting his own over. But are
5: show. you telling us to go scratch, or are you telling any, the guy b- to your any, left to go scratch?
4: Any hockey fans that, like, may have heard that and be like, Stanley Cup finals!
5: Don't Listen, I? if you have a problem with Billy, just tell him. He's right there.
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't mind Billy giving me a four and a half solely because of the Rick Astley yeah. stumble. And you're right. The Kachuk one at the end, I I basically, I've run out of things to rhyme with Kachuk. Now, Billy. Yes. Yeah,
3: I agree with that. And by the way, we got a whole other Stanley Cup final come up. I'm going to put you on the st- spot here. Can you do an impersonation of Pete being offended <laughs> that we're mad at the grade of four and a half, please?
4: Um. Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yell yell forget oh, the <laughs> yell forget the bugs.
3: I I thought Billy was going to bail on a second segment this morning. <laughs> oh no, 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 Billy had it. No, I, I can't. Billy I don't have it. a take. Uh okay. Now another thing we need to clear up. <laughs> Yesterday we get a, a a tweet from Adriana. Long time listener Adriana. She tweets, it is 100% offensive that nobody got Mraz's Night at the Roxbury hmm. reference when coming when talking about Alex Petrangelo. I said, and I was like, Petrangelo! And everybody sat here dumbfounded. It was crickets. And almost at the point where it made me feel uncomfortably awkward, where they wanted to give me the tuba, bilati, it's a bad joke. Huh. And I'm like, I so I make a lot of bad jokes. So I understand that I have put myself in that corner. That mm-hmm. was not a bad joke. And it was one that somebody in the show should have got. You chimed in on Twitter as well yesterday, Greg, to say, uh, yeah, that's a great joke. Essentially. Fantastic. So we're going to have this debate here. Was bogish Pete, and who else worked on yesterday Boyle and the Wait, wrong? Well,
2: Before, if I could just say one thing. Please. I'm ready to listen. I will accept your ruling without <sighs> debate. But I just want to point out a couple of things. He did not do bacon yesterday. Okay. In fact, you would even say it. It was during a Schwartz update where he yelled that. He yelled, and I was, whatever the line is, right? So we were not prepared for any joke. D- didn't get it. That's fine. Yeah. Now, I would say in my defense, now, I, I also wouldn't have gotten it if he said, and I yelled Emilio, I still wouldn't have gotten it. But thinking more about it, like if I had yelled Yo, Brendan. Like as an Adrian joke. have yeah, what you it. you wouldn't have gotten. It. I would have got I would have got.
3: I don't think you would have. I don't know if and I also, Petrangelo it. And also Pretrangelo is like Emilio. I, you have that role right, with the. But end. his name is not Emilio. If you <laughs> said, "Yo, Barry!" I would have said, "Yo, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not yo, Rocky. It's <laughs> yo, Adrian." Right. Like you I don't think you would have gotten <laughs> now, it.
2: Now, have you seen that <laughs> at the Roxbury? Once when it was new. And who so, else was
3: here? Boyle and Pete? Yeah. I've never seen and it. And just I'm seeing this comment okay. on Twitch. If you have to explain, it, it's not funny. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the funny part. The funny part is I shouldn't have to be explaining it. That's well, something no, you that's should that's the debate get. is
2: whether you should have, whether
3: it's that well, obvious several, that we all should have known it. Put it this it. way. It's kind of funny because you have a bunch of people agreeing with you. And this is actually the most I've seen in support of one of my jokes. It's not just Adrian. I got yeah. several yeah. tweets. You saw them make a pop up. What are you talking yeah. about? So mean, How I'll, do you not get that?
2: So I, I'll accept that I maybe should have known, but I also think it's worth pointing out again that it was not in the actual... It was not the specific line of the movie. Like, you right. changed the line. Oh, of course. Yeah.
5: But I'm thinking, like, in the context of those types of movies, if he had done a Dumb and Dumber reference, if he had done a Kingpin reference, would it have been more well-received?
0: Is Night it because Roxbury. that Come Night on. at the
5: Roxbury is a little bit more cultish compared to some of those in other In era, late 30s, early 40s? I mean,
2: I love it, but it's not for everybody. I so, mean, Boyle's never seen it. So I, I started to tell you this yesterday. There is... I think it's called, is it Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? It's like Mm -hmm. the fifth, and in the movie, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are themselves, but they're completely unaware of anything, right? And at one point, somebody references internet trolls, and I think it's Affleck goes, what the bleep is the internet? And I think that's one of the funniest single lines ever. And my wife will laugh at it. My friends and I can make that line. We will all laugh at it. But if I did that on this show, almost no one would have gotten it. And I think that's where- I think it's called James Holland Bob Strike Back. Yeah, I never Bob. saw the movie. Right. So I I think that's where your line lives too. Like you've made that joke, but that that line is not locked uh, into uh, maybe, like pop culture. Yeah, maybe that should Like I, them standing there in their heads, the bar. I really thought it was pop culture.
3: There's Twitter gifts for it. I, I thought it was a really
5: the, famous line from a movie. But there are also times where, and again, I'm not doing this as frequently as you are. But there are times when I know my dad and my brother are listening, and I will make a joke <laughs> just, just for, for them. Th- nice.
3: Were you making a joke for somebody in particular? No, it actually came to me on the fly, which is the problem with most of my jokes.
5: Yeah. See. Yeah. Again, and I love piling on you, and I when you do things that are punny and awful. It makes my skin crawl. I've done it in the supermarket. I
3: have gone up to the, you know, the bread aisle, and I see the pizza crust, and I was like, and I was like, Boblio! <laughs> Boboli. We've done this bit before. Isn't it Boblio? No, it's Boboli. I yeah. thought I said it was Boboli, and then you guys corrected me to say that it was Boblio. I don't know anymore. Don't make me, don't <laughs> make me turn my back on you. All right. What do we got for the
5: update? Uh, I, I... Just really quickly, I, I was like half out of it last night, and I had a dream that one of these lights in studio fell on top of me and bot me on the head, and I was hospitalized. When did that happen? In my dream. Oh, you dream I had it. a dream that one of these studio lights came down, hit me on the head. I was hospitalized, and then three of our bosses, David Marinik, Spike Eskin, and Chris Olivero, all got together and hatched a plan to have somebody come to the hospital and kill me. So that I couldn't, like, sue this place for a uh, workplace incident. I had that dream last night. Okay. It was
3: really strange. That is really strange. I think you'd be better off suing for a cherry pie, apple pie filling yeah. situation. Uh, uh, is that a precursor? Now you have be kind of scared. No,
5: you. no, no. Just, I, I wanted to bring that up before I forgot.
3: How silly of you to think they'd care that much to show up to the hospital. <laughs> Even to kill you, but, but no, not even them. They <laughs> hired somebody to come
5: in and like poison my IV or do the pillow over the face. Jack Stern.
3: <laughs> hey, Greg, I'm here to give you your IV. Are you awake? I'm also a nurse. Do you want the morphine?
2: <laughs> this would be where DM makes a Tangier chicken yeah. joke too. Oh God, I hate that. Tanger.
3: I can get <laughs> you some Tangier chicken <laughs> with some dry crumb cake from the from the. What do you yep. call it? Uh, Cafeteria.
4: Okay, go on.
5: Uh, (laughs) So, the Panthers, since trailing the Bruins 3 1 in the first round, they've won 11 of their last 12 games. Nine wins have been by a single goal. They're hoping the West drags out a bit, but the Golden Knights can wrap up their own sweep tonight in Dallas. What's better for the ratings, Vegas or Dallas? I
3: don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. It's going to be crap either way. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think they're, I mean, Dallas is the bigger city. Right, But I don't think anybody, I mean, I guess in theory, yeah, more eyeballs in Dallas would tune in overall. I don't think anybody outside of Dallas or Vegas is tuning in anymore because of one of those. Things. Yeah, I mean, Dallas is, I think, significantly the bigger market. Yeah.
2: But Vegas has, at least they've been there before. Yeah. And the NHL wouldn't mind selling Jack Eichel. But, like, because there's nobody on Dallas with all right. due respect to Jason right. Robertson and whatever. Like, there's no name value in on that yeah. star roster. In right Vegas?
5: Now. Or are you You're saying f- with Dallas?
2: With Dallas. Yeah. Vegas at least has Eichel right. and Worcestershire. There's some guys. And Dan Duva. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is
5: totally a bogus track. Well, they got right Fat
3: Joe Pavelski in Dallas.
2: That is true.
5: Is that like uh is that like fat what's his name? Fat from, Jordan? Uh, no, who's the guy from uh Fat Phil, Phil Kessel? Oh Fat, fat Phil. Phil Kessel. Yeah. Fat Lance Lynn. He's in that series too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes gets it. Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson got paid. Deshaun Watson got paid. But Mahomes said it's all about winning, and he's right. Two MVPs, two Super Bowls, which he won MVP in both, and yet he's the seventh highest paid QB in the league in terms of average annual value. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: sound. <laughs> Guess there's well, you, no sound. You, you didn't
5: point to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Okay. Because it's playing in Burley, but I don't know. All right. Um, speaking Sweet. of Lamar, we'll try this again. Show's awesome today. Here's Lamar talking about working with first year offensive coordinator. Hold on, hold Todd on. Munchen. You just
4: said you needed me to play your sound.
2: So no, I'm waiting for you.
5: Oh, come on.
2: <laughs> is that, you, is that yeah, a Pete? Was,
5: yeah, now the computer's
3: fixed. Was that a Pete or a Jacqueline? No, that was a Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it comes with the chair. That was a good old oh, come on. So what's going on here? So, is Billy playing I, your sound? You I'm playing
5: your... my sound because they got the computer on Frozen. All right. Yeah. So speaking of Lamar, here he is talking about working with first-year offensive coordinator Todd Munkin in OTAs.
3: Not even just practice, yeah. I want to say, gee, i uh, even in the meeting room, like, Coach very active. Like, he's talkative, and, like, you're enjoying it, like the learning process of what he's saying, you know, teaching us the uh, the new offense, and it's fun.
5: Definitely not a passive-aggressive shot at former coordinator Greg Roman, who helped coach Lamar to an MVP award, and the giant contract he sought out. Let's not forget, this is the same Lamar Jackson who said he wanted to throw for 6,000 yards this year. Baseball, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani both homered for the 12th time, and the Angels outslugged the Red Sox 7-3 to finish a three-game sweep. Trey Turner delivered his first big moment for the Phillies in their matinee against the Diamondbacks. Earlier on the homestand, Turner had been getting booed in his first year since Boom. signing that massive contract,
4: here's the pitch. Swung on,
1: hit high in the air, left field. Carroll's back,
4: track, wall, and it is gone! Game tied! Trey Turner has tied us up! His fifth home run of the season, and it's 5 5 in the bottom of the ninth.
3: He's turning it around just in time. Wrong Turner. That's
5: Trey Turner.
3: Oh, I keep messing this up.
5: Well, they, they're very easily confused. Can we go
3: home now? <laughs> just, You're okay. almost there. 17 can minutes we to burn play burn this day? That, I do need to go to bed.
5: That was Scott Franski on WIP. Trey Turner, first pitch hunting with the fills down to uh, their last out. Alec Bohm then won it with a single in the 10 to avoid the three-game sweep at home. You have any bohm puns you can throw out there before? No,
3: I'm just going to hang it up.
5: By the way, stop complaining about being tired. Boil. Boyle. Boyle can be tired. Gosh, great.
3: You have no right to be tired. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, you're right. No right. Go ahead. I'm done. That's it. I'm done with you. All right. Go home. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Greg. You See you tomorrow. You got Canadian bacon tomorrow. All right. We come back. Advanced analytics, assuming somebody back there did it, and your epic fail is <laughs> the DA show on CBS Sports Radio.
4: No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> math,
3: math, math.
1: It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. All right, our
3: Advanced Analytics question of the day. For the Miami Heat, what type of game is tonight's Game 5? We had four choices. 13% of you said it's a must-win. 14% of you said it's a can't-lose. 29% of you said it's a gotta-have-it. And the winner at 44% is nice-to-have-it. Thank you to all of you that voted. Our Advanced Analytics team tells us Teams that lead 3-0 in a series are 150-0. and 0. There have also been three times in which a Game 7 has been forced. Our Advanced Analytics team also tells us Andrew Bogus invented the term nice-to-have-it game this morning in the 6 a.m. Eastern hour, yet has a problem when others on the show invent sports terms. I feel like you added that one. No, I did not. No, I did not. Do we have an epic fail today, guys? I think it's a fair question to ask. Give, give us 30 seconds. Okay. All right. We're going to give him 30 seconds on the fail. All right. So this has been a big day on the DA show. If you're just joining us, you've missed like maybe the first couple hours. DA called in from vacation. Turns out not a vacation. DA and his wife, the Bourbon Bell, their first child they welcomed into this earth. AJ Amendo is with us. Well, not with us, but he's with them. Uh, and he was born. Right after that announcement, we got a text. We were clear to announce At 6.46 a.m. this morning, Kerry Belotti, Pete the Body, has a new baby girl. How about that? How about us? Two birth announcements, in one day, the audience had no idea either were leaving to have Mm. babies either, which is just incredible. So, both of my kids predate the creation of this
2: current show. Sure. But both of yours were born... So,
3: that's, is this four DA show babies now? Timmy, Bilotti, too. Five. That's right. Timmy, Bilotti. Five. Yeah, so, because Timmy and Taylor are the same age. They're right. three, I guess, or whatever. Dayton's yeah. a year and a half, and now you have two newborns. So, since Bogish, DA, myself, and Bilotti all joined forces middays into mornings, we have five new babies. The family grows. Bogus can chime Oh, and Kaplan! Oh, wow. Six babies. head's his it's fault. Fair, he's down yeah, the hall. He's down the hall, and he doesn't tell us And anything. her name changed. Did it? The spelling changed. Oh, Do you right. remember that? Uh, Kaplan can make up rules with his baby. <laughs> All right. What's the epic fail today? Our buddy Chris in California. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. This show started. By the way, this might have forced Pete's wife into labor, judging by the time the baby was born. Right before the birth, this was the last moment on the DA show before Pete had a daughter. Here's your epic fail.
1: Even the D.A. show is not perfect. We know. Shocking.
3: Here's the epic feel. Hey, how about Chris in California?
1: i got a five-year-old
2: step-granddaughter. You know, she's 100% Indonesian. My wife's Indonesian. Yep. Ob- obviously her biological granddaughter. Anyway, uh, she's a big Joker fan. I showed
3: her the Joker highlight package about three three months ago. Just, you know, ten top players. To be fair, you're talking about Nicola, not Heath Ledger, right?
2: It's not funny. <laughs> she called me up you
3: know it's
2: family s- situation right now you know we're just talking on the phone and she calls me up she's like hey grandpa I'm gonna give you a shot on game four double or nothing
3: five year old hassling <laughs> you, double or nothing come on man I think you're an idiot so what about Shep though what do you think of him
1: I think he's, he's, he's told <laughs> <who's> Shep. <laughs> is is don't figure, know who Shep Is that who
3: was? That's the correct answer. You don't know who Shep is? He's the other voice you hear on that show all the time? I'm going to say something really maybe potentially weird here. So um, what do you think when Shep's out? What do you think of Jack Stern? Jack Stern? Yeah. He's the guy be Not like, familiar. No? Prince in like, no, California, no, no, no. what would you like to say? That guy?
1: You're I a stu- beast. You're a tank. I-, I like to eat it raw sometimes or on a piece of plain toast. Christopas Porzingis. Ty Horton. Shea Gilgias Alexander. Stop me up. <laughs> Stop me up. Aaron, <laughs> let's go Jets. Let's go Jets. <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry, hey, we- smoking weed. you're smoking weed when you're in Reno too, I bet, right? I mean,
2: come on. All of a sudden, yeah. flipped on me, and yeah. now my grand, my grants, my step granddaughter, one hundred percent Indonesian. I love her to death. She's like my
3: granddaughter. Glad we got her ethnicity again. Again, the nineteen year old James
4: Miracle—that's his middle name, Miracle. I raised the kid. Oh. I about to, it. Well, Chris, Chris listen.
3: We're going to be up against the break, though. I do have to let you go. I'll put you on hold. Hey, you can I'm talk sorry, to producer man. Billy and tell him your life story, okay? Just watch, it, watch out for the Celtics, man. All right. Okay. Thank I'll, you, I'll man. I'll get back to you on that one. All I'll right. Get back to you on that. Sounds good. Enjoy, Chef. Later. There you have, Chris in California. Billy, I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: epic fail, you loser. Yeah. This is why you fail. Epic
3: fail. Just an incredible show. Tomorrow, a Target Demo Friday. Me and Bogues back. Patty Boyle will be doing two jobs. Caserta will have a Canadian bacon. Hey, thanks to Billy Jocalone on the wheels of steel. Thanks to Jack Stern on the minutes. Thanks to Pat Boyle, your executive producer. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch the Thanks to Greg Caserta on your updates. Congratulations to the Amendos and the Bellatis, two new beautiful babies born into this world. Bogues, I'll see you tomorrow, pal. We're uncles, Sean. We're uncles. Uncles, say uncle. The mothership disconnects.